the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. And a very pleasant good evening, everyone. We're live from Beefo Brady's Cortez Road for yet another edition of Hurricane Hotline. Joining me, as always, head football coach John Booth. And tonight, our assistant coach, special teams coach Dennis Stollard. How you guys doing tonight? Doing very well. Very Thank well. you. All right. Another big win by the Hurricanes. Uh, another district win. Finished the season undefeated. Another running clock. Uh, Things a little different, though, in this game, John. Uh, we got off to uh, kind of a rough start. Newsom uh, scored a couple touchdowns early, yep. had a 13-0 lead, but then 56 unanswered points. Yeah, you know, that was something that we, uh, you know, we tried to stress throughout that week of practice and, and, and just preparing for them. It, you know, look, Newsom's a, a good football team. They're pretty team. good. Yeah. Uh, they, they've got a, a pretty tough offense to defend. And really to, to prepare, you, you have your scout teams try to mimic what they do offensively, and that's just really tough because our kids don't see it and they don't run those, you know, that type of that style of offense. So it's tough to prepare for. Um, you know, you've got to play discipline and things like that. But uh, you know, something that we stressed to our kids all week was, you know, look, we've we've locked up the district. That's all right, but um, there is no there is no downtime. We, we're still going to look to go undefeated. We're still going to prepare and, and, and get ourselves ready to, to win a good football team, uh, but then more so prepare ourselves for, for postseason. And so it's a little disappointing to see how we came out. Um, uh, I thought we had a, a pretty good week of practice, um, but it was just a little disappointing to see how we, we came out a little flat, um, didn't execute, uh, particularly on third down those for that first quarter. I thought we, uh, we extended a couple drives with penalties um, and uh, gave up some big pass plays. Um, defensively, and then offensively, we just really didn't execute very well that first quarter. So uh, it was funny, you know. I was saying right, uh, right at the end of uh, the first quarter, we're, we're getting ready to, to get a punt return. I said, you know, we need a big play. We've got to have a big play this this next offensive series. Uh, unfortunately, they had the bad snap over the punter's head that we ended up recovering for a touchdown, and uh, it really kind of sparked the momentum um, and got us kind of woke us up, and um, we were able to execute uh, pretty well after that. Yeah, I was at the Florida-Georgia game and was waiting for something good to happen for the Gators and special teams play. Dennis Stullard, our special teams coach, a lot of times that's what can turn a game around. I saw it in Florida-Georgia, and we saw it with the Hurricanes the other night. You know, you don't always stop to think about it, Dave, but special teams plays create, one, most often the greatest change in field position, a blocked kick, a big return. You, you, you eat up a chunk of yardage in a hurry, but it's also a huge momentum changer when you make a big special teams play. Well, I mean, we're seeing it all over the place, Dennis. Uh, 
You know, I, I mean, I, I just hate what happened the other night, and we'll go ahead and get it out of the way now in, in the Duke-Miami game because yeah. we have a young man from Manatee who plays at Duke, right. Dan Doyle. His parents are up there, and lo and behold, we're listening to the end of that game on the way back to the hotel, right, after the Florida-Georgia game. We get to the hotel. It's real exciting. We, we leave it on, you know, because there's a bunch of games going on. But, mm-hmm. we, you know, uh, so Duke pushes it in. So I said, all right, that's it. Let's go up to the room. Go up to the room. There's only six seconds left. Lisa sends a congratulatory text to the Doyles, to Dan and Tian. Oh, no. <laughs> go Dukies or something. And then a few seconds later, she gets this kind of odd text back. We thought it was odd, something about the refs and this, that, and the other. And I said, well, that's weird. I said, uh-oh, something bad has happened yeah. here. We flip on the TV and we see what a, just a, a calamity of errors. Yeah by the ref and it was just very unfortunate of course but boy they were up there to witness it oh man (laughs) i mean uh, kudos to dave cutcliffe john i I don't know that i could have kept my cool like well yeah i mean that's uh that's that's part of the part of the job he's probably as as cool as they come oh he is yeah yeah so again but it's just special teams but you know what's interesting about that i mentioned this to john uh, I didn't see the actual play when it happened i flipped over and saw the miami kid run in the last 30 or 40 yards but Miami obviously had a plan. They had, they had at least once either talked about it or gone over that play because they took the squib kick and immediately tossed it back to the guys. And, and you could see that they, they had a plan in mind. Either that or they just reverted back to the good old Sandlot days. <laughs> just trying to make something happen. And make a bunch of plays. Yeah. And they ended up sure making enough, a bunch was. of plays. Yeah. You know, it was unbelievable. But, yeah, I, this year has been uh, very, very special on special teams, uh, hasn't it, John? Because we've had just so many plays. Well, it has, and, and um, you know, I don't think that's by coincidence. We've we made a concerted effort uh, this off season to to really focus uh, more of our practice time uh, with special teams. We've got two special teams periods um, in our practice day, uh, Monday through thir- uh, Monday through Wednesday, and uh, we're able to to touch on a lot of uh, you know the. The intricate details, um, you know, one of the things that we, we kind of found last year is, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of block in the backs. We're seeing a lot of just poor technique. We had some big plays on special teams, but I thought we could have done uh, done more. And uh, and Dennis and I sat and talked, and, and uh, we've we've allotted more time to our practice schedule to, to work on some of the, the individual periods. You know, we it's hard to yell at a kid. To, to, to make a good block if you've never repped it. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to yell at a kid for missing a tackle if he never runs down in tackles. And, and so, um, we, we, you know, we made a concerted effort to, to work on those individual fundamental things during our special teams periods instead of just running through everything live. And, um, and it's been good. I mean, we've, we've seen punt returns. We've seen kick returns. We've seen block kicks. Um, you know, we, we scored uh, the touchdown, um, you know, on a, on a bad snap. And, and then Paul ran down on a kickoff. Uh, on a muff kickoff and was able to recover that. So um, the kids have, have bought into it. Um, uh, certainly Dennis has, and he's excited about that. But our, but our staff as a whole as well, we get uh, a lot of our uh, assistant coaches involved with the special teams unit, and it puts a, a point of emphasis, um, you know, with, with them. But, uh, but our kids see that. And, and if the kids see that our coaches are taking it serious, uh, they're going to take it serious. Dennis, have we scored every way possible on special teams this year? I don't think we've blocked a kick and run one back in. So we need to scoop and score. We, we certainly we've blocked We've had a punt some. return. We've yeah. had a kickoff return. You know, we've had those things. 
But we'd like to block one and run one back we, in. We that scored on our uh, on our extra point uh, oh, yeah. with our swinging gate, and, and uh, KP's made a nice couple couple nice plays with that as well. Getting back to the game, it was again thirteen to nothing, then twenty one to thirteen at half. You could see us starting to take control, but that second half, uh, yeah, you, we really uh, stepped it up, John. Yeah, I thought we executed well and, and, and really just kind of settled in defensively. Uh, I thought we did a nice job against the run and. Um, I, I felt that if we were able to force Newsom to throw the ball, I thought we would, you know, it would kind of play into our hands. That's not necessarily what they're comfortable with doing. The one thing I was a little surprised about was that they, uh, they continued to milk the clock as, as they did in the first half. I thought they would play a little bit more uh, up-tempo or play with a little bit more uh, urgency, but uh, uh, they didn't, and it kind of played into our favor. But I thought we executed well and, and, and kind of settled in and, and, and played our brand of football. Our players of the game – Tariq Milton on offense, man, he just had another incredible game. We had Matt Kissel and Paul Mobley, our co-defensive players of the game. Yeah, just just great games by all three. Uh, Tariq has has really uh, come on strong the last couple weeks, and it's and it's funny to see how um, how that's going to go. You know, uh, Reggie had a couple games where he had back-to-back over 100-yard games, and, and in the middle of the season, we saw. Uh, KP kind of step up, and he's he's had a couple back-to-back 100-yard uh, games and, and multi-touchdown games, and and now seeing Tariq kind of kind of do that, and, and uh, it's just it's just fun to watch, and um, I think it's a tribute to what we are, are doing offensively, um, you know, kind of spreading the ball around and and uh, and, and the weapons that we have on offense. But uh, Matt Kissel had a, a fantastic game, over 10 tackles. I think he finished with 13 tackles, but he was the one that recovered the touchdown to really kind of get things going uh, as a team. And, and, and Paul um, had uh, several tackles. And that's what we were asking a lot of our safeties. They were going to have to be, uh, you know, pretty big and, and run support. And that's a tough position to play against an offense like that because you have to be in run support. You've got to be able to come downhill. But uh, you're going to also have to, you know, make sure you're, you're reading your keys. And if it's a pass, you're going to have to, to, to guard the guy, the wing back's coming out. And he did a, a nice job on it and, and had a diving interception. Um, that um, a great play. And then the fumble recovery on the kickoff. Yeah, I, I think uh, Mobley and Kissel have been uh, two players that have really picked it up in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. A big reason why the defense is is playing so well right now. Absolutely, and and uh, and we were seeing we were seeing that last spring. You know, as we were as we were approaching the spring season, uh, we, we kind of as a staff. Uh, said that those two are going to be the ones that are really, really going to have to rise up and, and, and just raise their game up because we were graduating uh, Nation Smith, who was a returning starter, three-year starter for us, and then Antonio Henderson at the secondary as well. And so, um, you know, those two stepped up nice in the spring and, and really carried that through. Uh, but they're just their leadership and, and uh, their personalities and, uh, you know, on the defensive side. It's one of those that the kids just kind of gravitate to and, and – uh, you know, if, if, if one is, is out for a play or something, they're taking a break or something like that, you can, you can, you can see that, that, you know, the kids thrive off of their energy. John, you know, it's been a, a great year. We had a couple of tough losses early on to two really good teams. I saw where Lincoln, by the way, is uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, yep. And uh, they won their D- district. District champs. Yeah, they're district champs. And uh, that's still a game that bugs me because, yeah. you know, bugs I'm me sure too. it does you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously uh, we have picked it up. Never has Manatee had a running clock on every district opponent. So I mean, I, that, that's just saying something. Well, yeah, it is, and I, you know, and I think uh, you know the kids have 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 bought into to that approach of you know we're 
we're not going out just to win. We want to we want to we want to do the best that we can, execute the best that we can. And and if that's you know we, we say that every single week offensively, it doesn't matter what the score is if it's seven or or seventy. Our job is to score every single time you have the ball. And, and defensively, obviously, we got to keep them out of the end zone. And and uh, you know it's we're, we're doing some things throughout the practice week and and. Uh, you know, even on Monday after the game, to to you know hold kids accountable for for their execution and and uh, whether it's missed assignments or turnovers or, or yards per game and things like that, uh, we're doing uh, we're we're holding our kids accountable. And so it's uh, you know in turn now they're holding themselves accountable. So when they go out Friday night, they're they're executing at a high level. All right, we're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we'll have our players of the game. We'll also have John Limbo from the Sarasota Herald Tribune. He'll be breaking down the playoffs and talking about. The big game Friday night. Of course, we'll get to that. It's Southeast Manatee Week. We'll be back with that and much, much more. We're live from Beefo Brady's for Hurricane Hotline. We'll be right back. Before you buy, give Conley a try. Are you looking for a great price on a new GMC, Buick, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used vehicle you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over 47 years ago, we've been proud to be a part of this community. So, for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC Subaru. Where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at CostantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Client first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com and go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. 
Did you know that Sleep King Sarasota has the best selection of Nassau memory foam and latex mattresses? Sleep on luxury with the new Simmons Beautyrest, full or queen size, only $4.99. That's right, just $499. Buy a mattress today, sleep on it tonight. Free same-day delivery, even if we have to carry it on our backs. Only at Sleep King, 1901 Hanson Street in Sarasota. Or online at sleepking.net. That's sleepking.net. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound, a little slow around University Parkway and from State Road 64 up to the south end of the Manatee River Bridge. This update brought to you by St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. DeSoto Bridge now looking at a smooth ride across the Manatee River, 301 and 41. Not looking too bad now between Bradenton and Sarasota. Manatee Avenue, 53rd University Parkway, no problems there. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, and Clark Road's in good shape. Taking a look in Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, all moving well. If driving at night's become a concern, have your eyes examined at St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. Check them out online at stlukeseye.com. Learn more about available treatment options. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. We're back at Beefo Brady's on this uh, strangely warm Tuesday evening. Wow. <laughs> Warm was an understatement. You talk to the kids. It was pretty hot today. Yeah, yeah. We think we're back in preseason workouts yeah, right. or something. All right, we've got John Limbo from the Sarasota Herald Tribune on the line. John, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, we're surviving. Are you heading over to the volleyball game tonight? Uh, actually, uh, Dennis Mazzoli is covering that one. I'm actually in Palm Harbor covering Venice. I live in St. Pete. So uh, biggest thought we'd give me the shortest route possible. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that should be a pretty good game, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be a good one. It should be interesting. Hey, want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the playoffs. But first, uh, Manatee Southeast, uh, just give us your thoughts on this rivalry. You've been around for a long time covering prep sports in the area. Certainly not what it used to be, but uh, it still gets people fired up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, definitely the, the players, obviously. You know, Manatee's won, I think, nine straight, so... You know, if, if if you're a if you're a hurricane, you don't want to be the one that uh, helps that streak get snapped. And I think if you're a Seminole, you want to be the guy that helps snap that streak. So uh, it definitely needs something. And I'm sure for you know people like yourself who've been around for around the area for longer than I have, I'm sure it conjures up good memories of you know some of the great moments in that rivalry because there've been plenty of them. Yeah, and Southeast is better this year, aren't they, uh, John? I mean, they're headed to the playoffs, and uh, I think Coach Wren has done a pretty good job over there. I think he's done a great job. I mean, you know, earlier in the year they lost to Palmetto and Braden River in back-to-back weeks, and they scored three points combined in those both games. And you're wondering, oh, what's going to happen now? And, yeah, I mean, they went to Hardy and won a huge game, not easy to do. And I think he's done a really, really good job at that program. And, and hopefully, um, you know, uh, you, you see that in, in the, the enrollment and their participation and, and more guys go out and the numbers uh, go up with Southeast. Yeah, and they played Braden River awful tough for the first half, didn't they? Yeah, I think they were beating them. I think it was. Uh, I think they were up at the first half, actually. And then Braden River kind of came back, and 
And they were also they were um, they were hanging with Palmetto. It was seven nothing after three quarters against Palmetto, and then Palmetto just kind of pulled away there in the fourth. So, you know, they they played some team stuff and they won the games they had to win, and uh, definitely a, a step up, a step in the right direction for Southeast this season. What about the playoffs, John? Everything is set now. Um, locally, we have, of course, uh, from Manatee County, we have Southeast, we have Braden River, and Manatee. Which mm-hmm. team has the chance to advance the furthest, do you think? Well, I, I think, you know, Braden River has a pretty good shot. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Manatee's region, you know, that's a really tough one. I mean, you know, Manatee wins next week. They get Phillips in the second round, and that's certainly a winnable game. They beat them last year, but it's definitely a, that's a tough second-round draw to get. I think Braden River, uh, with the way the schedule falls, their region falls, I think the best team they're going to face maybe uh, might be in the might be in the semis. So I think they have a shot to make a deep run, and I think if, if Manatee can uh, win their first one and get by Phillips the second one, I think they could make a deep run as well. What about Southeast? If they can get by Dunbar, which won't be easy, uh, right. You know, it's a potential rematch with Lemon Bay. Certainly, that's a winnable game. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I mean, uh, but, you know, getting past Dunbar, as you said, won't be easy if they win that first-round game. Yeah, I mean, they got a shot. I mean, they play Lemon Bay. Lemon Bay beat them on a late touchdown, um, you know, earlier in the season. Uh, the rematch would be in Englewood, but as, as um, Southeast has shown us this season, they can win big games on the road. So, uh, yeah, if they get by Dunbar, they got a shot, too, to make a little noise. All right. Um, do you do fantasy football? I John? Do. Yes, I do. Okay. Could, could we just could we have a fantasy matchup with Braden River? Because it <laughs> appears be, like that's the only way we're going to get that done. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. Wouldn't it be fun to see those two teams meet? Um, you know, and you hear you, you hear all the talk about why it didn't happen and who didn't want to play who and all that stuff. And you know, yeah, it would be fun to see those, those two teams play. I know for Manatee, we some fault you guys with you know playing I mean, what six district games, but yeah, that would have been a lot of fun to see those two teams play and. Um, I'm sure the, the community and the, the fans, and I think whether that game would have been in Hawkeye Stadium or in East Manatee County, uh, probably would have been a huge, huge crowd. So uh, it would have been um, a nice a nice gate for both sides as well. I would like to just see the state allow Manatee to have gone down to 7A and have us all in the same district. That would have been nice. That would have been fun. I mean, because that's yeah. 7A-11 with Palmetto and Venice and Braden River. That was fun as it is. You throw Manatee into that mix and – it would have been a shame that two good teams would have advanced. But, yeah, it would have been fun to see the, those four teams battle off the two playoff spots. Does Venice have a chance, uh, if they win their first game, uh, to win the rematch, you think, with Braden River? You know, I didn't see the rematch. I, I just know that they get off to a, a really rough start. I think they would. I mean, Braden River losing Raymond Thomas is a big one. I know I mentioned earlier they have a shot to go the furthest, but I think that that, that might hamper them a little bit. I think they would. I think um, Coach Peacock's a good coach, and I think – uh, he would definitely do a good job kind of motivating his guys. And, um, you know, you hear all about how rare second chances are, and they get a second chance to go in there and try and beat them again. Uh, I think they definitely have a good shot. But Braden River, they're a good football team. I mean, they, they really – I didn't think they'd win as convincingly as they did over Palmetto and Venice. Um, so I think Venice would have a shot, but I think Braden River, to me, would still be the favorite. Hey, uh, finally, John, what do you think of this Manatee team? Because you've followed the Hurricanes for a long time. How does it stack up against some of the past Hurricane teams? Well, you know, I don't know if they have the, the – I hate to use the word talent because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to insult anyone on this year's team, but they don't really have the the Division One splash guys like they might have had in the past. But I, I definitely think they've done what they had to do. I mean, you know, I know their district wasn't the toughest, but 
to win their district by an average of 38 points a game. That's pretty impressive. You know, I think they've come along nicely. I think, um, you know, Lorenz Allen, what a story he's been. You know, who knows where he'd be if, if Johnny and Octavius were still at Manatee and, he's, you know, rushed for over 1,000 yards. Uh, AJ's had a great year uh, at quarterback. I think they've definitely made some strides. I don't know if it's as good as, you know, the previous Manatee teams we've seen the last few years, but, you know, I think they're going to, I think they'll win on, on Friday and, you know, eight win regular season in the playoff trip, you know, not a bad year. All right, John, listen, we really appreciate you. You got any questions for our head coach who's here? Are you doing any write-ups this week? You can go ahead and get your quotes now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you before the season ends. <laughs> there we go. All right. Hey, John, uh, have fun up at that volleyball game. We really appreciate you checking in with us. Anytime, Dave. Thanks. That's John Limbo of the Sarasota Herald Tribune. And uh, he, he's just a good guy, John, and he's just very knowledgeable in high school football. Yeah, he is, and, and uh, does a nice job, and, and – uh, Always covers us well, and, and uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy reading his articles. And Dennis, uh, he was with us on our long road trips that we've taken around the country, uh, he w- dating back to Pennsylvania several years ago. And I don't think people in this area, I think we take it for granted. If you've lived in another city, sometimes your, your sports story gets buried back on page 12 somewhere yeah. in a big, huge newspaper. But we're so unique in Bradenton that you wake up, and not only is it – a full sports page story, but it's front page story here in Bradenton many times. And I'll tell you what, uh, he you know he was at the Bradenton Herald, now he's at the Sarasota Herald Tribune, so he's kind of branched out and he does right. a lot right. of the Sarasota County teams now. And I and I keep forgetting that, you know, he was with the Herald for so long. I, but it's always good to walk in the press box and see because <laughs> you always know you're going to get a fair shake yep. on the story. Right, absolutely. And, uh, and he's knowledgeable, too. And, you know, it's so important to have some history because, you know, I deal with reporters on a daily basis, and one of the big things is that a lot of times there's no history. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll come in and they don't know what happened last year. Right. You know. All right, we're going to go to our players of the game. And uh, we've got Tariq Milton offensively. We have Matt Kissel and Paul Mobley on the defensive side. Before we talk to Tariq, you want to hear one of those touchdowns, Tariq? Uh, you've had so many lately. Uh, I'm not sure which one they're going to run back at the studio, but let's take a listen to an A.J. Cola Giovanni to Tariq Milton touchdown. A.J. wants to throw to the right as a man. It's complete for the first down to the 40, and that's Milton to midfield. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. He's going to go the 20, the 10, the 5. It's a touchdown. A touchdown for the Hurricanes as Cola Giovanni connects with Tariq Milton. Talk about that one, uh, Tariq. All right. uh, Congratulations on uh, an exciting game last couple weeks in that. Um, Tell us about, you know, getting the ball and then kind of the pressure that comes to you and you're able to break away from the other players, defensive players. Uh, I already knew we was down by a touchdown. And like my coach always say, when you get the ball in your hands and when your name is called, be great. And so I seen the end zone, I seen green grass, and I knew to get there. All right, I know on um, the two touchdowns the other night, one of them you caught a short pass and was able to break it. The other one was uh, going down the sidelines. And what's more exciting when you catch it short and try to make a move or catch a long streaking pass? I like to catch short and try to make a move because it's got a good highlight right there. <laughs> All right, and uh, I think it's, it's, it's opened it up. You know, A.J. seems to sometimes throw it a little bit better to the sidelines, but we've opened it up, stretched the field, and I think that's going to help us as we get going into the playoffs. Um, just, wait, what's that? 
<laughs> they, they deliver in the food, so they kind of got yeah. all the, the wings are here now. And he's like, uh, Ma, I got the wings. No, as, as we go into the playoffs, we're stretching. You know, obviously we have another game against Southeast, but the way we've stretched the field lately, it, it opens up a lot of things for us. And uh, also, you know, running game and that. And uh, you guys do a great job at blocking. Um, the last few weeks we've seen to we do such a good job at blocking. I think sometimes the officials kind of uh, think we're holding when you're actually just doing a great job. And, it's, you know, it's obviously important to do all of them. So uh, keep up the good work blocking and as well as catching and breaking the plays. Yeah, um, we just got threats all around the board. And I feel like uh, we have weapons like Lorenz. Then we got KP and Reggie. Then Pollock can also make plays as being a sophomore. And then AJ also, he running now. So you feel he a fast man. <laughs> then we got the old line. All of them down there blocking good, so it's just a big, big tool that we have. Yeah, and that's what's fun to see where we've got so many weapons that are coming together now, and as a team, they don't know who to cover. And obviously, the last two weeks, it wasn't you. And if it comes next week where they don't cover you and they're able to spread the ball around, that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's because I like Reggie, and I like KP, and I like Pollock. And then I even like Lorenz to catch a little something, something, too. So, yeah, it's really, really big threats around the board. All right, well, keep up the good work, and congratulations. Thank you. Tariq, do you want to hear another? you want to hear your other touchdown, see what it sounded like? All right, all right. Let's, uh, let's uh, roll the second touchdown. Cole Giovanni to Milton. takes the snap. He wants Milton. He lost it out there. It's caught by Milton at the 50 to the 40. He's gone. The 30, the 20, the 10. It's a touchdown for Tariq Milton. What a play. <laughs> Perfect pass, perfect pass. He just, like, shooting basket. What, did, what was that by shooting basket? That was Eddie there at the end. I want to make that perfectly clear. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, I've got uh, one question for Tariq before he tears into whatever. Um, what, uh, man, what have you been eating the last three games, pre-game meal? I mean, it's unbelievable. You're, how many touchdowns do you have in the last three games? Let's see if you know that. To be honest, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Five, I, I believe. Five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Keep up the good work, young man. Thank you. Yeah, he's uh, John Booth. It's unbelievable what he's done. Yeah, yeah Tariq, we, we're seeing uh, – glimpses of that throughout the spring and the summer and uh, we were we were really looking forward to to seeing him you know how he progressed through this season so it was, it was unfortunate at the beginning of the year when he rolled his ankle in, in Largo and sat him out for um, probably three three regular season games and so it's it's good to see him back and and, and doing what uh, you know what we were all expecting him to do and and uh, he's just such an explosive player and, and has great speed and we're seeing that I mean he can he, he has the ability to take something short and make it and stretch it into a big play, but he's also got the speed to get over the top and get behind safeties. You know, I hate to compare him, but there's a freshman up in Florida that is just turning heads, Antonio Callaway. And, uh, that'd, be, that'd be someone nice to compare him to. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I mean, just the way he runs and yeah. they're, you know, Callaway's six <laughs> foot. Uh, well, he's, yeah, he's got, he's got, uh, Tariq's got great hands, um, runs great routes, um, and, and great speed to go with that. I mean, it's just a, it's just a dynamite package to, to have there as all wrapped up into one receiver. And he's a junior. That's yep. the good news. All right. Uh, defensively, we've got uh, Paul Mobley. He's back for a return visit. Paul liked it so much last week, he decided he would come back. And uh, we got Matt Kissel, middle linebacker for the Canes. So, uh, Gene, take it away. 
All right, thank you, Dave. Well, congratulations to both of you. Um, Tariq, um, or Paul, I'm sorry. Thinking of sucking down these chicken wings over here. I was watching that. But, um, we talked about on the radio Friday night that you'd be back before, you know, during the game. You were just all over the field and, and uh, got, you know, in on the punts and that. And you got kicked one time in the gut. So that, uh, you know, kind of excited things as you got going. But uh, would you rather have that great interception there or kind of block a punt as we get going? I'd rather have an interception. Like, like it's the best feeling, like. You out there, and they trying you dig. And that's, that means, to me, they don't respect me enough. And that I just want to be great. And making an interception, making a play on the ball, that's just way better than blocking the punt. And that interception you had was probably one of the harder interceptions because you're running and diving, and you're able to hold on to the ball. So that's that's something that the more you you know get used to that, it, the better it is. And, and uh, try to keep your feet, you know, come back uh, you know, and score on it, but pick six. But... Just unbelievable all over the field, toughness, and that was one of the things that we're impressed with. Um, looking over here to your left, and, and Matt, you know, he's trying to keep his helmet on once in a while? <laughs> yes. I told him. I say I thought he was throwing his helmet off, like, because he's just smacking his helmet. And stuff. I'm like, bro, stop throwing your helmet off. And he was like, nah, it's, it just keep coming off. I need a new chin strap. And I was like, you can't, you can't uh, keep going not. We need you. Yeah, you don't want to lose him. Well, Matt, over the whole year, it's been unbelievable watching it. I mean, you're one of the – you leave it all out on the field, and that's one of the things that's exciting to watch. And, you know, you want to be out there just every play. And, uh, you know, as we go through it, you know, it's been exciting to watch you. Um, tell us about how that offense Friday night was really made it where, you know, you could have, be in there and hitting some people hard. Uh, I don't know, you know. Coaches gives us assignments, and I, I just try to do them all on the field. So uh, we just work together as a as a team out there on the uh, field, and things just come together. Um, you know, as that you know coming into the Southeast game, the rivalry over the years, obviously Southeast has been down a little bit. They're up this year, and you know they claim that they might have the best running back in the county. You know, Friday night we're going to have to go out there and play assignment football and, and be ready for it. Uh, what do you think about on Friday night, you know, kind of getting that rivalry cooked up again? Yeah, rivalry, rivalry games, they're always fun. Uh, but, I mean, best running back in the in the county, we're, uh, we're a scary defense when we're running on, on all four uh, cylinders. So we're just going to do our assignments that our coach gives us, and we're going to play some football. Keep up the good work, and uh, we appreciate both of you. And because, you know, as, as Coach Booth knows, defense wins championships. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that, and I agree. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah, Matt Kissel, John, yeah. uh, great year, leading tackler for the Hurricanes. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He's just got a really uh, just a, a good knack for the football and finding, and he, uh, he, did, he doesn't waste time. You know, he sees it, reads his keys, and he goes. He's an explosive player, loves to hit, and, uh, you know, that's what you want in your linebacker. And, and, and you know, the, the, the tough thing, what a lot of people don't see is what happens from Monday to Thursday. And, and Matt's a guy that takes every rep. His shoulders are banged up. His ankles are banged up. But he still takes every rep, and, and he gets through practice and, and uh, you know, shows up Friday night and, and has had a great game. And he's had a great season for us. All right, we're going to take our last time out of the night. When we return, we will talk about the Southeast Seminoles, a big game coming up Friday night. We're live from Beefo Brady's. We'll be back with more Hurricane Hotline right after this.
Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Ferkins Automotive Group is your low-price leader. Ferkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Ferkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Ferkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Ferkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria, the Beach House in Bradenton Beach, and the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, oh, your repair is free. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Hi, I'm Charlie, an electrician with Mr. Sparky here in Sarasota, Bradenton. I'm just like you, always looking for a good deal. But can I tell you this? When it comes to electrical work, a rock-bottom price usually means less than a quality job. And yes, maybe your best friend's cousin's brother, who used to be an electrician, will be happy to fix your breaker box for cheap. But will he be here next summer when the thing shorts out and now the AC doesn't work? Here at Mr. Sparky, the price we quote is the price you pay. We only use quality parts, and we stand behind our work with a three-year guarantee. Call Mr. Sparky. We'll do it right the first time. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky... Oh, your repair is free. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound crash at University Parkway has northbound slow approach in that. Once you make it past there, more northbound delays from State Road 64 up to the south end of the Manatee River Bridge. This update brought to you by Britain's Carpet One, floor and home in Venice. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge. Tamiami Trail northbound, a slow ride in the Bradenton area between 17th Avenue and 9th. 
Manatee Avenue, 53rd University Parkway, all looking pretty good. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, and Clark Road's not seeing much to slow your ride there. Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home in Venice, your locally owned Carpet One retailer. Everything for your home. One-on-one service backed by more than 50 years in the area. 1190 East Venice Avenue. Dave Koch, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads it for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline. We're live from Beefo Brady's. Been a great night here tonight. And we have the Manatee Hurricane volleyball team getting set to play for the regional championship. That's why we usually have a few more people in here tonight. But I bet you everybody's over at uh, the gym getting ready for that big game against Kissimmee, Osceola. Of course, um, boy, it's weird how... You know, football, volleyball programs, they, they've got a great football yep. program at Kissimmee Osceola. And obviously, they're undefeated in volleyball. And our team trying to win uh, a back-to-back state championships. Right. Is school kind of fired up about that, Joe? Yeah, they are. And they're, the girls are playing great. And I know that they're excited about this one, too. Yeah, hopefully they can get that win tonight. So if you're out there, you're listening, hey, head over to the gym and catch some great volleyball action. You know, Hurricane Hotline is presented each and every Tuesday night by Countrywide HR. We run your office so you can run your business. Well, it's a great week here. It's Southeast Manatee Week. So for trivia, we are going to throw out this question. This is, um, I want to know how many state championships between the two programs. We've got... uh, Manatee and Southeast. We've racked up quite a few state titles. And for a bonus, I would like to know, um, you know, who we've beaten in those state championships. Um, And that dates back, of course, uh, to the early 80s for Manatee. And then Southeast, um, well, I can't say that because that would give you too much of a hint. So how many state championships between Manatee and Southeast? A lot of them. And, uh, of course, both of them have a chance uh, for another state championship because you have to be in the playoffs to have a shot. What do you think about this Southeast team, John? They're, uh, they're much improved. They're 5-4 yep. and four after a, a rough year last year. They've had some, some tough losses. Like we said, they were up on Braden River 3-zip at the uh, halftime. Yeah, and actually uh, into the, I think the end of the third quarter they were up 3 nothing, And so they kind of gave it up in the, in the fourth. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely much improved, and, and they're an athletic group. Uh, they do have a good running back. Uh, I want to say he, he is leading the, the, the county in yards, uh, total yards. And so, um, yeah, they're and, – and, you know, shoot, they, they, they're back into the playoffs. The kids are excited. I just did a, a speaking engagement um, with uh, Coach Warren this afternoon, and, and uh, kids, are, the kids are excited uh, and, and to be expected, and, um, and they're ready to go for, for this game and, and uh, understand the rivalry and, and uh, you know, the, the tradition of, of this game. And so, um, you know, it, it'll be a good contest for both of us. Dennis, you've been around this rivalry a long time. You fired up for Friday? Well, I just think we need to give a lot of credit to Coach Warren for what he's done. You know, coming off the season, 
people don't realize how hard it is to go through a winless season and then turn around and try to get kids excited and to play. You, you lose kids during the course of a season like that. But I, I think we'll see on Friday night both the community will turn out on both sides oh, yeah. of the field, yep. regardless of the team's records. And I, I think you can throw all that out the window when the whistle blows. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, this is we've just had such great games over the years with Southeast. And, you know, last year, John, they played us really well over there. Yeah, they did. We came back out on a, uh, it was a, just a torrential downpour on, on Friday and forced us to play on Saturday. And, and uh, yeah, they came out spirited and, um, you know, in a lot of enthusiasm. And, and uh, they threw the ball really, really well that uh, went to an empty set and, and, and did did some nice things in the past game and, and it was a it was a tough game it was uh something that we you know we we ended up having to execute kind of you know late in in the in the game to put some points on the board yeah and another thing uh you know the trivia question is by the way and give us a call if you want to answer the trivia questions how many state championships between manatee and southeast the local number to call 955 you'll win some free wings if you answer that and uh, the bonus again, you know, who did each team beat? But let's throw this in. 1985, we just honored the 85 state championship team. That was a great night, John, last Friday night. We saw a lot of old faces that we haven't seen in a while. What a magical night in Bradenton back in 1985 when Southeast and Manatee both hosted state championship games. And they hosted games from two teams from the same city. Who was that? If anybody knows that, give us a call. What city was that? And uh, I, uh, ironically, had just moved to the area and did the Southeast game against a future superstar (laughs) that they played against that night. I mean a superstar. And Southeast was on the uh, short end of the deal. But, Mm -hmm. man, I got to see uh, a future Hall of Famer that night. And uh, that was just a great night. And that was back when state championships could be played on the home field. And you were just a little kid then. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, and, uh, and it was neat to, uh, to be a part of that uh, celebration uh, with those guys. They, uh, you know, you would have thought they were back in high school when they, when they all got together in the cafeteria before they came out onto the field, uh, before we honored them. And they were, uh, they were excited. And a lot of the guys really hadn't seen each other uh, since, since high school. And so it was fun to fun to honor them and and uh, see the highlight and, and see uh, uh, Hawkins Stadium back on uh, you know on that night. Ace, who do we have on the line? Cavius Price. I think uh, I think I know who that is. I think I do. What's going on, KP? What? All right. Do you know the answer to the trivia question? I know that. I think I know the answer, but not the bonus. Okay. Give it a shot. The trivia question. Um, uh, I would say uh, the seven, five from NT and two from Southeast. You got it, man. Outstanding. Uh, no, you know KP can take the ball the distance, and he can answer trivia. He knows. Questions. He knows That's his pretty good stuff. Tradition. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Cavius Price. Uh, we'll get you some wings. We'll uh, get that delivered to you. And uh, okay. hey, I don't know if there's any wings left uh, after Mobley and Milton. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, KP, you looking forward to uh, Friday night and playing against Southeast for the last time? Of course, man. You know, going out Friday night, uh, playing Southeast, you know, you got to go out with the boom. 
All right. We're looking forward to it, KP. Bring us a couple touchdowns. All right. Thank you. All right. That's KVS Price, our outstanding running – well, not really running back. He, he does it all. I mean, he uh, he runs out of the uh, shotgun. He runs out of the slot. He runs out of the receiver position. Whatever way we can get him the ball. Kick Kickoff returns. Yep. Boy, he's done it all this year. Yep. And uh, also was uh, – was he the anchor on the state championship 4x100 yes, relay he was. team? Wow, unbelievable. And they're going to try to repeat this year That's with some uh, some new runners, though. But uh, he's an integral part of what you do, Dennis, uh, KVS Price. Well, you know, he's not only is he a kick returner, uh, you know, when we do run our little swing and gate formation, he's our uh, quarterback in that formation. And, Dave, he's the guy that actually uh, triggers everything and makes the read as to whether or not we're going to run the play or not or bring everybody back. And he holds for PAT field goal. And Friday night saved uh, a couple of balls for us. He does a great job holding. Well, John, I, I just – let me say this. I mean, we better get some colleges coming in here and it's seriously looking at KP because uh, he – I mean, I, I know he's, you know, not the tallest guy in the world. Yep. But, boy – you, you can't catch him. Well, and that's what uh, you know, that's one of the things of the, my argument through through all the spring recruiting and summer recruiting is, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of schools will come in and say, you know, we we brought in a couple slots from last year, so we're really looking for the outside bigger, you know, bigger guys, and you know, it's just tough to I don't know how you overlook um, a, a player just based off of size, and and one of the one of the little cliches or, or you know coach talk is uh, the the chp can't he play and uh you know you look sometimes you might have to overlook some size when you got a kid that that runs as fast as he does and, and makes the plays that he does um i just it doesn't make sense to me to to not bring a kid like that in and not only that but just his strength i mean pound for pound probably one of our strongest kids on the team and uh, a good student and just a, a fine young man great student he uh right now unweighted has the highest team GPA, uh, highest GPA on the team, so three three point seven. All right, so let's get to, let's get, get KP into D one. There uh, we go. And let's uh, take a quick look at the playoffs, and we'll really break it down next week. But uh, the bracket is out for eight A, and I'll just quickly go through the top half of the bracket. It's uh, Mandarin nine and zero against University there of Orange City eight and two. I went through Orange City on Saturday. Uh, Lake Brantley nine and zero against Jacksonville Sandalwood seven and two Timber Creek six and two playing Apopka, and Apopka comes in at nine nine and one Apopka of course the defending state champs West Orange at seven and one against Orlando Boone at six and three Doctor Phillips six and three against Steinbrenner eight and one our Manatee Hurricanes seven and two will host Orlando Oak Ridge at seven and two. Then we drop down Kissimmee Osceola at 8-1, and one, and they will take on Treasure Coast. That's a little bit of a, a new team there. Usually it's Fort Pierce coming out of that, but Treasure Coast gets the win over Fort Pierce, and they advance as the runner-up. They are 7-1. and one. And then Vero Beach, very strong team this year, 8-0 against Kissimmee Gateway, 6-3. and three. That's the upper half. Uh, John, what do you think? Uh, a lot of strong teams up there. A lot of strong teams. And when you look at 8A and see all the teams that, are, that have made it to the postseason, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a strong field. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have our work cut out for us, but uh, one we're looking forward to the challenge. Is this right that Apopka is the runner-up? 
They have the R there. Is that yeah. right, Danny Carter? Yeah. At they nine lost, and one. To lost to West Orange. Lost to West so Orange, they yeah. lost to West Orange. Okay. Well, you know, um, I'll tell you what, uh, even as a runner-up, I, I would keep your eye on the pop cut. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, um, the, again, uh, and, and don't let records deceive you because if you look at Dr. Phillips at 6-3, and three, you say, oh, they've lost three games. They're pretty darn good again. They they played a tough schedule. They they did and, and uh, yeah they're they're going to be strong. But you know when you get into the postseason, I mean it's it's a new season and so records really don't mean anything and and it's a it's a one game season each week and and uh, we've got to get ourselves prepared to to beat that team. All right, it's senior night Friday night at yep. Southeast. Doesn't get any better than that. We wrap up the regular season and on to the playoffs. That's John, right. Good luck uh, Friday you. night, Dennis. Uh, let's go out there and beat the Seminoles. Let's do it. All right, that'll be Friday night. We will be on the air at 7 o'clock, 7.30 kickoff. Again, it's senior night, so come on out there and support these Hurricanes as we try to go to 8-2 and two in the regular season. And again, a reminder, a week from Friday, we will start a quest for the state championship, first round of the playoffs, and we're right back at Joe Cadan Field at Hawkins Stadium. I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. Ace Andrews back at the WLSS Studios. For Gene Brown, Dennis Staller, John Booth, and our special guests from Illinois, Al Martindale and Lisa Martindale. This is Dave Bristow. So long, everyone. I'm PhilGrandyPhilsGang.com. I'm here to help you. I'm tired, and you should be tired, of listening to these financial shows like CNBC where they're all geniuses and they're always wrong. Look, stop worrying about the price to book and the price to sales and all the stuff they tell you you think you need to know. You don't need to know any of that. Anybody can make money in the stock market using charts. It's about money flow. Join my gang, PhilsGang.com. Go to PhilsGang.com or give us a call at 877-600-4264. Hi, I'm Phil Grandy, philsgang.com. You know, we're told every day that the stock market is a good place to invest. And it is, if you know what you're doing. The last thing you do is take money and invest it with a planner, a money manager, put it in a 401k. It can't grow because the fees kill you. They really do. Join my gang, philsgang.com, and then you take control of your own retirement, philsgang.com. Go to philsgang.com or give us a call at 877-600-4222. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.